going on Real Talk, Real Walk family? This is just us once again, back again with another episode, another episode full of greatness, mm-hmm. another episode full of energy and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Another episode full of wisdom. Come on. Okay. Another episode full of semantics and nuance. <laughs> okay. Okay. Another episode full of epileptic parapoison. Ah. Oh, ah. <laughs> Back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And you go, alright. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, however, where you're listening. Right, today we're dealing with another topic, a question that's been sent in from our lovely, faithful listeners. We adore you so much. Mm-hmm. Guys, don't forget, if you want to send us any sort of topics, any sort of questions, feel free to hit us up on the socials, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, or you can drop us an email. Um, and we'll definitely take on any sort of your questions or dilemmas. So thank you to the person that sent this one in. And it's an interesting one. And the question says, has there become a trend of social media Christians? Mm-hmm. Has there become a trend of social media Christians? Now, I know people are listening right now thinking, ooh, ooh, juicy, juicy, juicy. Because I feel like this topic is something that comes up every now and again, uh, where we're trying to identify exactly what does what does a Christian look like? This whole craze of social media and everyone on Christian, everyone on Twitter, or everyone on social media are doing this and doing that, but the lifestyle's not matching up. So I definitely feel like this question has kind of come from an angle where somebody is probably saying there's a trend of social media Christians, but they don't make an effort with within their lifestyle to match up. So I think it's the it's the comparison between your lifestyle and what you display on social media. So throwing it out to the table, guys, what do you lot think, man? Has there become a trend of social media Christians? <laughs> don't speak at what, guys. Don't speak at what. Well, I'm I don't want to be rough, but but we someone has to it's not just shake the table. Someone has to break the table. Um break I think, it. I think, yeah, I think there definitely is. I think um yeah, because you have to think about it. Social media um, gives people a platform to speak. It gives people a platform to engage. It gives people a platform in general to do something. So to be controversial, to be loving, to be edifying or to be irritating or to be annoying. Like it just gives you that platform to do it. So, and you have to just mm. deal, like not to get too technical, but you know, a platform means a lot of things. Like it's an elevated space where it allows people to be seen it's also a position where it allows people to be heard more than they would on a normal day. So if mm. someone doesn't have a Twitter account, but it's saying what they're saying via text, it, there's nothing there. But if someone does it on Twitter, for example, like by someone just sharely retweeting it, it comes on your timeline. And then somebody else, then before you know it, 60,000 people have retweeted your thing or 100,000 mm-hmm. people have liked your thing so it gives you an opportunity to amplify whatever you're mm-hmm. thinking but I think so that's why yeah I definitely think there's a rise in this social media uh, Christian thing yeah. because you know just on that yeah obviously yeah. I, I definitely agree with you in it. it's something I've definitely been thinking about that everyone's been given a platform and we've got a platform and we've got a mouthpiece I know that everyone's entitled to an opinion do you feel like every opinion should be shared or do you think that it's okay for everybody to share their opinions in a manner that they do Already because already. I think ultimately that's what ultimately that's what it comes down to, isn't it? If we're to keep our hundreds, that's what it comes down to. Everyone's right. got an opinion, and we're all entitled to have an opinion, and everybody shares their opinions. Now, I was once of the belief that yeah, if you've got an opinion, everyone's entitled to share it. Do you know what I mean? Nobody can get yeah. onto people for opinions. Yeah. But the more I see some wild takes, the more I see some wild think pieces on Twitter, yeah. it makes me think, raw. This whole thing about yeah, we're entitled to have our opinions, some opinions don't deserve to be shared. Some opinions shouldn't actually be mentioned because it's so crazy, especially when we portray opinions as facts. Like, for example, I saw an opinion today. Somebody tweeted saying, you cannot have faith and take the vaccine. Right. Oh, I saw that. And they, they, wrote, they wrote it. It was written in capitals as if to say, yeah. this is the truth. Hear the voice of the Lord. I've been sent. I'm the man of God. I'm the woman of God. I've been sent to tell you that if you've, if you've got faith, you should not be taking a vaccine if oh, you, you see, believe what in you're God. Saying there, what you've just said there is exactly what the problem is. I don't necessarily think the problem is people sharing their opinions, but the problem is presenting your opinions as if it's facts, especially when the opinion is a bit wild. It's like when um 
what's that girl's name? Letitia Wright. When she was posting stuff as if it was facts, when she was only sharing her opinion, but because she has mm. a platform, everybody was like, we have a bit more of a responsibility to be responsible with the opinions that you share. And therefore, like, if you're going to share something like that, you need to not post it as if it's a fact. Yeah. I agree with that, but I also think that, I, I also think that it's, that it's, I don't know, it's a multi-sided coin because it's presenting your opinions as facts, one, but then also is your opinion necessary. So the entitlement of the opinion, I personally think, is something that needs to be looked at more. Everyone is allowed to have their personal opinion on something because your personal opinion is just how you view a matter. It's how you view, how you perceive a particular thing. However, that doesn't mean you're, just because you have an opinion on on a matter doesn't mean that you have the right to speak to the matter or speak on the matter. And I mm. think there's a big difference because what we're lacking is, especially for believers, we're lacking an element of critical thinking. So then, so then that's why one, if you, if you have an opinion, but you don't share it in a sense, even though, even if your opinion is wrong, at least there's a level of wisdom because you're, you're actually not spewing this view on online or on this platform where other people can digest it. But then on the other hand, if you do come on a platform and you do say it, and then you end up like this lady who then tweets about, you know, if you have faith, then you won't take the vaccine. Then it go it speaks to Ora's point of where you're, where you're saying your opinion is now a fact or is now the truth. I think there's a difference. She was she she was making her tweet come across as the truth, not even a fact, because there was nothing factual about what she said. She was trying to make it come across as the truth because she used the term or the topic of faith, and faith is a matter of truth, so um, God's truth. So I think that's where it it gets wrong. Um, but <laughs> it's new. There's so oh. many layers to this because then there's also presenting your opinions as facts. The issue with Which this, I hate, by the way, I we, hate, I honestly hate people sharing their opinions as facts. There's nothing I hate more than that. But this is where it's problematic, that. though. This is where it's problematic because people can have elements of statistics and elements of real life scenarios, but it doesn't necessarily mean that was that was the particular thing for a particular matter. So it's just like, okay, so we have, we talk about football nearly every other day, Gabs, right? So in an Arsenal group, people are sharing their particular views and a lot of us will share some of our opinions based on things that are actually happening. However, that doesn't, just because it's happened doesn't mean that it's specific to that situation. It could be, but then that's where we have to be able to say, look, this is just my personal opinion. I've presented what I feel is factual. However, this is my opinion. And if, we, if we're if we just more honest and say, look, this is my opinion, this is not the truth, unless you're, necess- unless you're quoting the Bible, you know, verbatim and saying, this is what the Bible says, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that we can't really argue that as long as you present it in context and in with sense. But if you don't do it and then you're coming mm. across like, oh, you know what? I, um, I had my personal revelation and whatever. Your personal revelation, as long as it doesn't line up with the truth, is is factual in my opinion. So mm. I think there's different layers and I don't like use nuances. is irritating me. So I don't want to use the word nuances. <laughs> bro, you, so there's you know, that, that's the thing that I'm saying, though, bro. Yeah. I think when we obviously do communicate, well, I try my best anyway. When I'm communicating opinions, like the, the WhatsApp group is a perfect example. Yeah. When I say certain things, I will usually end it with, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think it's definitely important to use such words like, in my opinion, or I, I think, or I reckon. I think it's important to kind of be mindful of communication because little words like that is very, very important to use. Yeah. I know somebody's probably thinking, listening, well, it's my Twitter account. Why do I have to now say, in my opinion? Why do I have to say, I think, or I know? Can't I just say and articulate myself in the way that I want? And yes, you anybody can articulate themselves however way possible, but we just need to be mindful of what we're saying and how it's perceived to a wider audience or yeah. to an audience, to our followers. Yeah. Because... When we don't use such words, in my opinion, I reckon, I think, then it almost portrays what we're saying as facts. And I think that's when people have a problem, especially when it comes down to, you know, things of the faith. Because obviously, you know, there's there's certain topics or there's certain things where people sit on the fence, they have a difference of opinions. And I think that's why we kind of have to be mindful because... You don't know who you can lead astray based on your opinion, which is not having sound doctrine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but also yeah. I think as well that 
people who consume the information have a responsibility to also like you can just read it disagree with it and keep it moving like we also don't have to reply and comment on everything that we disagree with because some people will tweet things that they know are wild because they want a reaction engagement yeah it depends on it depends on the individual's faith though for example yeah some some people like some some young ones have sent me people's tweets and i've been like oh my gosh this is confusing me what does this mean do you agree with this so i think it, i think we really do i definitely do hear your your point about the consumer and how we're consuming information and how we're consuming tweets but at the same time would you say to 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 the young individual who's new in the faith and they're coming across tweets which isn't completely correct and and they're obviously unsure of what to believe like some people are, are still working out their salvation in it oh, that's I mean? why we all have a, that's why we all have the responsibility to to search the scriptures and do research for ourselves as well it's the same way if your pastor's telling you something you're not just going to sit there and lap all of it up M- maybe in the beginning you will but you'll also like most of the time you'll probably check against what the bible says check against kind of all different resources that are available to study the Bible. So if someone's tweeting something that's wild, I mean, you don't have to just take everything and say, oh, that's true because you saw it on Twitter. That's that's if it's wild to that individual, though. It might not be wild to the individual. It might just bring a bit of unsurety. I yeah. agree with the point of like studying the scriptures for yourself. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Obviously, you've got to do our own research. I think that's definitely sound advice for, for the mature, for sure. But... I think we we definitely should you know take some take a lot of responsibility for for how we're communicating certain things because it could lead to confusion. Do you know what I mean? And it could lead to a lot of debates. And we see a lot of debates on social media, whether it's on Twitter. I'm not saying debates are wrong at all, um, but we do see a lot of debates which which can you know steer people away from the faith or or make people question their beliefs or question their own salvation. If you know what I mean. Um, I just definitely think like portraying opinions as facts. We we definitely have to be be mindful of of, of such things. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it can have its uh, detrimental uh, effect on us. I reckon. Yeah. No, I do agree with that. Yeah, for sure. You was gonna say something, man? No, no. I was gonna say I'm I'm def- I'm definitely in agreement. Um, I think you know um, while um, Ora's view is very valid in terms of kind of censoring or filtering what you read and stuff like that. You also have to be careful that you don't find yourself in an echo chamber of people that don't necessarily just that that think just like you because yeah. you may not be the you might not be the corpus of revelation you might exactly. not be the smartest individual out there so it's there's nothing wrong you just have to make sure the way you're filtering things is 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 as balanced as as you can be um, and as you know try you being able to use as much common sense as possible so if someone is coming out and spewing something that's literally very unfactual then it's not something i'm going to be taking in but if someone you know is trying to explain or express or articulate or communicate something in a well versed or well framed way then yeah i'm more likely to listen listen to that but then at the same time it can be so well phrased but it can be very wrong so you just have to couple that with research and, you know, reading up on stuff, asking questions and stuff like that. But going back to the, you know, the social media Christian thing, I just think that, you know, yes, everyone has, as long as you've got a profile, a Twitter profile, Instagram profile, Clubhouse profile, like it, you're free to do, you know, what you want to do in, in theory. Mm-hmm. But the honest mm-hmm. truth is that, freedom freedom also has its boundaries <laughs> freedom has its boundaries yeah. you say england is a free country yeah but go to go to sainsbury's and go and steal a pack of biscuits you will know you will know what freedom looks like do you understand you can go you know go and yeah it's a free country or whatever go and be effing and blinding and and cursing um a religious group or someone from the LGBT community Maybe. and see what will happen to you. So you have to, yeah. like, freedom Freedom also has its boundaries. Um, that's what people need to understand. But it's different for us as believers because ultimately what we have a platform to do is even if you have certain interests, whether you're talking about um, tech or you're talking about fashion or you're talking about politics or whatever, you still have the responsibility to behave like a believer. Um, and conduct mm-hmm. yourself as a believer on a, in a public space. And if you don't do that, 
then that's when it becomes problematic. But then I think what we're more speaking to with this topic is people that pretend or have this particular. Um, I think it's people that have the. I think it's people that have this pretense and people that yeah, um, yeah. put up a false narrative. Um, so, for example, like somebody might be tweeting, "Oh yeah, love, love, love. Yeah, we we need to love God and be be preaching, be preaching about love to the cows come home. Jesus is about love, amen, all of that sort of stuff." But yeah. then that individual's lifestyle is not matching up, or that individual will be the same person that would drag another individual for their behaviors, or will sarcastically question another Christian for for their lifestyle. And I think that's probably one of the big problems that we have. One of the things that we see um, where someone will, will get onto will get onto um, somebody's doctrine, or will debate with somebody and insult them sarcastically or in a clever manner because of what they believe. Mm-hmm. But then a month later, it's yeah, we need to love. We need to have the love of Christ. We need to love, you know, um, just as Jesus is instructing us to do so. And it's just like, hold on, Bonalé. How, how is what you're saying matching up with your lifestyle? Right, right, right. And I mean, that's just the issue when when what you're saying doesn't actually match up to what you're putting out there, what what you're actually tweeting about, what what you're throwing out on social media doesn't actually match up. Do you know what I mean? And there's people that know you in a real life. We know you in real life and in real life, you're a different. You're a complete, not a complete, but you're a different person. Or, or your flaws are a lot more exposed in real life. But on social media, it's so easy for us to portray ourselves in a certain way. And I think that's probably um, where where this whole topic of um, a trend of social media Christians, but not matching up to the lifestyle. Yeah, no, I think that's for me. That's can't lie, man. It's just it's, it's a frustrating conversation. It's, uh, it's a needed conversation, but it's a frustrated one because we'll be saying this until the cows come home and then people end up doing that. And I think for me, where my frust- I think why I'm more frustrated is because when, you know, Twitter first, if you remember, Gabs, like when, when Twitter first came out and, you know, the UK gospel scene and, you know, we were out here and we were all talking and we were all passionate about God and X, Y, Z. We were doing that. 12 years ago we were doing that you know before 2010 we were doing up facebook posts we were doing up twitter posts we were arguing debating who's got the best theology whose doctrine is wrong who's in Mm -hmm. xyz we were all doing that back in the day but then people started to grow up many people walked away from the faith many people just learned through life that like how we were behaving was very childish and then now the generation of us that was doing that before we're now like looking at, you know, people who are coming through the ranks and we're like, bruv, like, don't do it. We made those mistakes. And you know, the funniest thing is we'll tell these people, don't do it. We've done it. You're just repetitive. You're just, you're just doing things that have been done before. It's, it's like a cycle. We've done it before. Then there'll be a new group, younger faces, uh, maybe a different way of communicating or different way of conveying a message you're doing exactly the same thing that we did who's who's right who's wrong oh you didn't you know mm-hmm. be rude to me you're not doing this in love or you're, you're saying that you love but you're not doing x y and z in love mm-hmm. we're doing exactly the same thing so that's why for me it's frustrating like i don't even tweet i like i mean i don't i can't lie like you know i, I saw gabs's tweet earlier today about you know people sending indirects i'm like i don't i can't lie i don't even have the energy Bam. to tweet that anymore because people you know what christians still be indirecting and they'll say that they're doing it in the name of love and they're doing it to hold people accountable that, bro, that's all nonsense bro that in the name of love that in the name of love is killing my people 100 in the name of love is killing my people yeah because one sec the reason why i say in the man in the name of love is killing my people because people will do the utmost worst people will say the wickedness but then cover it up within the name of love yeah. people will say um your mom's a scum of the earth but i tell you that bro in the name of love like, you know you can't be prosecuted for that <laughs> oh no, I, just, I think you're, I think you're a retard we say uh, i was just passionate no don't get me wrong i was just i was just passionate it's not rude it's just passionate i'm just you know expressing my passion nah bro that's rude narcissist that's rude don't tell me that was passion that was clearly rude. Yeah, facts. Can, can I say? Can well, I say bro. this? God can bless you. Got it right. Don't. Yeah, and I tweeted this earlier today. Don't ever feel like people are stupid. When you are rude, you yeah, are rude. Do not ever t- do. Don't use. I'm correcting in love and all that malarkey. You are rude. 
we have common sense in the workplace. If you're being rude to someone, they know it. They G check you. You're telling me, um, you're telking me that you're allowed to be rude in the name of Jesus Christ. No, it doesn't work like that, my brother. And it doesn't my work like that, my sister. Christians, we, we still have, as Christians, we are not devoid of common sense. And common sense tells me that when you're being rude, you're being rude. This one is not the Holy Spirit. It's not, I perceived in my spirit for two days and I prayed and fasted about you are being rude. So if you're rude, you're not above blocking. I will block you. Okay, I won't engage with the rest of the conversation. You're nobody, married. nobody is above blocking. If you do like, if you do like Olori Baroko, I block you. <laughs> nobody above blocking. If you stress me, I block you. If you give me attitude, I block you. If you do like Olori Baroko, I block you. Simple, simple. <laughs> don't tell, don't like people think that we don't know what rudeness is. Oh, yeah, people are saying it's not attacking, it's not attacking. We're just con we're just being confronted. Nah, you're being rude. You're being rude. Yeah, and that, this, what you said is what you said is sound sound advice, yeah. It, another one that's killing my people is passion. Passion, passion. is really killing my people. It's passion killing my passion. people. <laughs> because, like you said, bro, and I have to echo it, people will be rude under the disguise of passion. And you will shout and scream and say whatever you want. Call it passion, but really, you're actually being rude. And right. one thing I hate, yeah, is that we're all Christians. Nobody should act like they're bad boys or bad girls on social Trust media. Me. Trust me. Not on Twitter, Insta, Clubhouse. You're really not that. You're not that at all. Because on mm. Sunday, you're going to be laying up holy hands singing, we worship <laughs> you, Jesus. So let's just all stop the facade. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I think when you're a new Christian or when you're like new in the faith or when you're passionate about something, it is easy to get lost in the source and to be a bit zealous until life mm. humbles you. Because I remember the younger me, like if people are listening to this and they knew me when I was younger, maybe like 10 years ago, maybe no. Yeah. Probably even 13, 14 years ago. I was, I was very, very passionate sometimes on the border of rude. And sometimes it's just a personality trait that needs a bit of refinement and needs a bit yeah. of like growth and learning. But I do think um, when you're young and you're, you in the faith and you're, you're just like on fire for God like it can sometimes come across as you're being a bit rude and I think life has to humble you and it takes a little bit of time to to refine it sometimes so yeah. you know there's grace to be given as well yeah yeah no, I mean no, I'm not giving grace I'm not giving any grace <laughs> no there's grace if somebody's there's grace older, I'll just block you <laughs> if somebody's older I'm more <laughs> badly grace I'm blocked yeah, yeah I'll, as well. Yeah, I'll mute you. I'll block you. That, that, that that's fine. Let Jesus work on you. Uh, afterwards, yeah, no, I work on, but don't come at me rude, especially when I don't know you. If I don't know you and you're being rude to me, ah, uh, you think I have time to be? Yeah, no, you I will be yeah. racking my brain to be trying to articulate a good message where my head is piping hot. No way. Uh, for someone I don't know, no way, no way. No, you can just never. Build quickly never go back and forth with people on social media yes yeah, it is way. long hmm. don't do it because it's really not worth it boy it's really not worth it and i do think as well like with um um a lot of a lot of people on, uh, on social media christians we definitely do have a tendency to be um condemning uh probably without knowing i think we'll probably call some people probably call it judgment but really they're actually condemning yeah and i think that probably has an has an effect on on some Christians and and potentially pushes some Christians away from the faith. Yeah, um, like you know, sometimes you see on Twitter where people say things like, "Oh, this is why I don't like Christian Twitter," or "This is why I don't like when Christians X, Y, and Z." And it will be the Christians that are tweeting these things. Do you know what I mean? Bro, that's so you your your as well. I don't know why you're you're screaming and shouting. You pull up the tweet. Pull up the tweets. Release the tweets. Release the when you say Christian Twitter, I could have anyway. You know me; I've, I just jumped back on today, so after worry, give me, continue. Give me it. the receipts. <laughs> no, obviously, if I the reason why I don't necessarily say I'm Christian Twitter, yeah, because of my definition of Christian Twitter. My definition of Christian Twitter is the young ones that go back and forth about grace and reformation. That is how that's the that's, the, that's how I feel Christian Twitter. Yeah, you're just changing the definition. I said grace and reformation. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, what I God. see I see those lot as Christian Twitter do you know what I mean people that are be debating theology whose theology is the best 
yeah. people they feel like the competition those are the people that <laughs> i think especially to i don't i don't necessarily put myself in that bracket because i don't i don't go back and forth with all these powerhouses do you know what i mean yeah, I know. I hear, I hear, I hear what um, Gabs is saying. To be fair, I think that Gabs's tweets just get dragged into Christian Twitter context because obviously because of the real talk, real walk thing, and and God, um, bro, that's the best thing. That's the best thing you said all week. So, no, that's it, it's. It, I do see like Gabs's tweet will just get dragged into the Christian Twitter world, and then it will become a topic, and then people will talk about you know X, Y, and Z. So, but I don't think Gabs puts himself specifically in that space and we say we'll be saying you know apart from like the things that you know his church were doing fasting and he was posting the stuff that he was learning or getting from rev by revelation or whatever that he was sharing with people he doesn't necessarily go out of his way to be arguing and be saying oh if you don't have you don't have faith if you're using no he's not an argue. no he doesn't argue <laughs> but you don't have to argue to be part of christian Twitter, please what's your name no, no, but christian to a debate they debate whose theology strongest that's what they do more time when i tweet yeah when i tweet for like all the christian stuff i'm not tweeting for christians you know i'm i'm tweeting for the Christ or for the people that are backslidden, I'm tweeting for the Christians that are stagnant. I just feel like Christian Twitter is every anyone who's a Christian and tweets, and there's certain names that keep coming out all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, no, no, that's, that's, that means, that's way too generic. That's way too Wait, generic. That means Nella Rose, Stormzy, all of them like positive. No, uh, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Stormzy, I'm done, but anyway, because. Everybody can say they're Christian. That they're oh, I'm a Christian that just uses Twitter. No, can that not, come on, you know what I'm saying. Nah, nah, I actually don't know what you're saying. I'm basically, <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically saying if you if you're a Christian and you tweet and your tweets gain traction consistently, then you're probably part by Christians. Yeah. But is it is it my is it our fault that our tweets gain no, traction? No, from... I'm not saying it's your fault, but obviously that makes you part of Christian Twitter indirectly. Or nah, I think no, nah, I think Christian Twitter is very specific. It's very specific. It means your 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 primary tweets or your primary focus on on being on Twitter is Christian content. It's Christian oh. tweets. It's it's. It's Christocentric in nature. Everything expressed like that. That's the difference. So, I, 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 as opposed to a Christian who's on there, but you know their main interest or their main bag is like fashion or something or makeup or skincare. Yeah, but if you like, they're not part of Christian Twitter. That's no, obviously, if it, yeah, I know it's a bit techy to be honest. Yeah, so it definitely has to. We have to definitely make it Bible, scripture, Jesus centered. That one is the hallmark of Christian the guys yeah. that will just that are primarily on there to just talk about Jesus I'm Christ. Which there's yeah. nothing yeah. wrong about that guy or anyone listening. There's nothing, but you just need to accept it. Don't pivot and try and say i'm just a christian who's on twitter no you that is tweeting mm, about mm, jesus mm. christ every day you'll be arguing own it, with own it. just own it there's nothing wrong don't let people shame you into it but I, I, it's just the hypocrisy of people that will come around and and say that phrase but then every other day you're you're just all your 90 of your tweets are about christianity and then you try and dodge it when we know that you're one of the pharisees and you're <laughs> one of the pharisees stop wow. doing that that's irritating that's frustrating so for me i'm not gonna i'm not necessarily gonna argue it but i talk about a lot of things so even, even if someone says oh you're part of christian that's fine that's cool i know that's part of my ministry but I'm talking about ministry outside of the platform, but you won't see me go. I'm not here to be doing back and forth with people. So sometimes you might mm. be talking about politics or something that's going on in yeah, social affairs more than than Christian stuff. But me, I'm not here to act up for people. I've I've done I've been there. I've done that. We fought. We've drawn blood of people. Like we've you know figuratively speaking, guys. But um. <laughs> we've done that we fought with people we've argued with people we've lost friends in the faith we've lost brothers and sisters in the faith because we were, we're arguing def in the we're definitely experienced you know we've been we've been about we've been in and out of the I trenches just like, I just feel like people don't want to listen to us because sometimes it's like oh you know these guys are older they just want to talk they're talking we're seeing the same things but you guys don't want to listen you're talking Trust about me. love you're talking about you know loving one another but then you debate each other. You know the madness. Let me. I actually want to confront something else here, please. Yeah, Christians, let's stop doing this thing. Yeah, where there's a topic that comes up, and then people will have heated discourse, be rude to one another, 
and then you will come out and say, oh, it was actually an edifying conversation. Who's measuring oh. Who's measuring the verdict of what's fruitful or not? Because Shamaria, if, Shamaria, if Shamaria, you, you're not the one, you, are, you guys are not the ones getting DMs from people saying, I was in that room. I was, I, I saw this com conversation. I saw this thread and they're DMing us going, what are your views? I'm confused. They're not DMing right. you. So don't turn around right. and say, oh, it was edif edifying in whose view? Yeah, just, right. and, and I feel like just because you, maybe you, your your way of having discourse is dysfunctional and loud and argy-bargy and, you know, it's, it's disrespectful and you throw shade and whatnot and that's your style of doing things, that does not make it the norm for things. And don't get me wrong, like, sometimes we might feel passionate about something or heated about something because we really believe in it but that doesn't get that's not an occasion to disrespect brothers and sisters but at the same time don't deceive yourself and ever feel like oh what you deem as edifying is 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 beneficial for everyone because there are bare people that will go oh wait so but what was the outcome there's obviously people on the other side isn't it i think there's definitely two sides to it one person will think yeah this was edifying conversation because of how they perceived it but how you perceive is completely different to how others perceive it you I can think... have a conversation and not everybody is going to agree there's people that's going to be on a complete other side which is what we need to understand because obviously even like you said there's people in the dms bro like the dms is a real thing you know because because we, we people tweet a lot on the on the tl don't think for one second that the DMs are not popping with people confused, with people complaining, with people ranting, with people sending tweets to one another saying, rah, look at what's going on here. Look at what these lot are doing. Or what does this mean? What does that mean? Why is this person saying this? Why is this person saying that? Now, these things are actually happening. So it's a definitely a good point that you made about edifying to who, because we're definitely looking at we're looking at something where people are measuring things from different measuring sticks. Right. One's measuring stick is completely different. Now, I definitely get the whole, oh, yeah, they've heard it from people who said it was an edifying room. Cool, fair play. Then it's easy to then say some people found it edifying. And it goes back to my point I said earlier that we need to be clear and concise with our communication. Say some people found it edifying. Don't just say, yeah, this was an edifying conversation. These times you're fully aware. You're fully aware of some people that didn't like the conversation. Do you know what I mean? But I think um, the, right, what was the, gonna say? That the people that often get forgotten and the people that, that are left kind of hurt are the ones who are on the sidelines, not the, the main people that are involved in the conversation. It's often the, the ones who don't speak and it's the quieter voices are yeah, the, yeah. that suffer the most. It's not the loud yep. people. Right, exactly. That's what we need to remember, and that's why we're having this conversation. Exactly. Also, if you have a platform, you need mm -hmm. to remember that it's, the loudest voices are not the ones that that get forgotten, but it's the, it's usually the quiet voices. I love that. I, I I really love that because I think this is what Christians have to remember. Yeah, you can say, "Oh, it's good to discuss. It's good to debate. It's good to have public discourse." That's fine. That's cool for you. That's cool for you. Think about those that are watching and listening. And you see, for me, if I'm being very honest, and I, I've said this to the guys at City Worship on countless occasions, yeah, sometimes you have to understand, yeah, it's actually not the devil at work. That it's not, it's, a lot of the times, it might not actually be the devil at work when it, when it comes to people not wanting to come to the Christian faith. It's when unbelievers actually look at, Christian and how, at Christians and how they behave. That is more off-putting than the devil standing in the way, trying to get you away from hearing the word of God. And f a lot of the time we do this thing where we're like, it's the devil that doesn't want, want people to come or it's the gospel that's offensive, you know, as, as Paul the Apostle writes. But you know, the honest truth is that Christians, where we shoot ourselves, in my personal opinion, I think we shoot ourselves in the foot more than the devil does, if I'm being very honest. Mm. We're the ones, when it comes to dragging somebody, we drag we drag our own more than the unbelievers drag Christians. Unbelievers don't have to worry about dragging um, Christians because they know that Christians will do that themselves. They, When it comes to gossiping about Christians, we have, mm. we have Christian gossip shade room. We have the... Um, Anyway, let me not be so direct. <laughs> because people actually, no, 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 I'll be. I'll even be direct. We have a Christian. So, for example, Shade Room is a, is it not a Christian that runs that that business or that? Yeah. So it's a Christian that does that. So you have to think. You have to think about stuff like that. It's Christians. It be when they, that phrase. It be your it really it be, be your, your own, own people. Be your own. <laughs> it really be your own people. And for me, like 
for if someone's listening and your head is getting hot, like try and understand what we're saying. Try and understand what we're really trying to say. Don't take it personal. Listen to what's being said because there are loads of people right now that are walking away from the faith and if not walking away from the faith, have already walked away from the faith because of how Christians behave towards themselves. Mm-hmm. So this is not a matter of, oh, your oh sound doctrine and oh we need to get doctrine right bruv you you guys you believe that you, your your doctrine is right but you still dislike your brother and sister and you are still rude to them bro and you're fact. still dishonorable so please don't uh, miss me with the sound doctrine piece yeah miss me with the think pieces miss me with the your greek and hebrew you could you can <laughs> you study in greek and hebrew but you can't love in english miss me with that with that so let's the be very fire there is too much let's let's be very real and let's be very let, let's not be disingenuous let's let's be very real with what it is there are a lot of people looking at what believers are doing they're coming into our rooms they're listening to our conversations they're watching our tweets towards each other and you and what do you think they're really like you know what i'd really love to be part of this family they're looking no, going you know what bun this i i ain't trying to be a christian and they see you you will tell people don't sleep around you're the one sleeping around you get clocked for it and then you'll come around and say mm, oh mm, whatever mm, x y mm, said mm, mm. Like, Bro, this is why yeah this is what i think yeah and i think i might have said it before yeah I've got a mate Daps here. Obviously, Ema, you know who Daps is. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I say it all the time. He's such a crackhead and he knows he's a crackhead. But there's one thing I remember him for, yeah? And he said years ago, he said, if God, if people, if Christians on a pulpit gospel, he, well, his reference was gospel-wise, but I'm going to say in general, yeah? Mm-hmm. If Christians come out and tell us that, we're, that you're masturbating or tell us that you're struggling, we will have more respect and we'll be able to listen to you because of your transparency. Right. But often at times when you have like, and this is not tailored to gospel artists, this is not tailored to ministers, this this is across the board. This is Christians in general now, mm-hmm. because I don't feel like we should just scrutinize people on the pulpit or people on the microphone, but not scrutinize people in the in the pulpit in the congregation rather. Yeah, yeah. But I think if we if we as Christians are able to be transparent, then it, it makes it more encouraging for people to listen to us and relate with us. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not going to be transparent, the minute when we mess up or the minute when we, we do something wrong or the minute that we hear a story or the minute that we hear you were sending nudes to um, the one sister in a choir, bro, there's it's going to be hellfire on social media. Word. And if it's not on social media, it's going to be hellfire within a Christian community behind closed doors. Word. Because the, the amount of things that, you know, like for example for yourself I'm not really sure about Ari but for yourself E-Man I don't need to ask you but I'm pretty sure people come to you and be like right E-Man look this is what I've experienced this is what's going on this is what happened to me bloody bloody blah like there's there's obviously stories that obviously occur do you know what I mean in the middle of counselling or in the middle of you know mentoring whoever that you mentor you're gonna hear several stories which obviously goes to show that there are many, many of us Christians that are doing so much wrongdoing mm. but then we portray this persona to the outside world that we got all everything that everything is hunky dory and then not knowing that the minute something goes wrong a little something messes up mm. then automatically it's oh we're going to drag this person on social media right. oh we're we're going to we're going to say this about this particular person or people are going to start to lose respect for a particular person because they've not been completely transparent about their behavior and obviously one mm-hmm. thing i hate the most which is what we've been speaking about mm-hmm. is is being transparent is obviously coming out and actually letting us that you are actually a real individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we've been talking about Christian Twitter, and I think, I think with, with some Christians, we have we have a tendency, and I say we because I'm a Christian as well. <laughs> but I think some Christians we we have a tendency to portray just one side of us. Just yeah. all we portray is everything about the Bible. But we, I know that this is not exactly who they are completely. Right. Because when they're talking to their unsaved friends, I know every conversation is not about Jesus. I know, I know they're talking about Afrobeats. They might be talking about Meg Thee Stallion. They might be talking about the Shea (laughs) Barah. They might be talking about various different things. But when it comes to the TL, it's the Hebrews. That's that's all we're seeing. It's the Hebrews. (laughs) Now, but I do think that people are are, are becoming a bit more balanced now, at least. Some people. That's why you've got pastors out here that are talking about the struggles that they've had, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What pastors? Name them. Michael, I, Michael Todd. I wanted. To oh, you're talking about Americans. Well, yeah, I don't know about in this London. Really, I can't speak for yeah. in in this London, in this UK, anyway. Oh, we don't really have a celebrity culture. We don't really have a celebrity pastor culture like that in the UK, anyway. That's the yeah, conversation but, for another but, day. 
but we he, have celebrities. E man is a celebrity pastor, but E man is real though. <laughs> I, I don't know if I don't know if I'm a celebrity pastor. Because yeah, I, I know, know okay, I know no, that I keep it real though. I know that I keep it real. I can't yeah, lie. No, Eman's not a celebrity pastor. I don't know what the word is. He's not a Twitter pastor because Eman's actually a pastor. Twitter <laughs> pastors are people that you don't have the title, but you just come and be preaching, even though you have got no experience. <laughs> but so Eman's not a Twitter pastor, but he's not a celebrity pastor. But he's somewhere. He's he's very he's celebrated highly. Yeah, I, like, people, I agree. People pander to Eman so amazingly. <laughs> Like, people twerk for E-Man. Like, Don't worry, I'll show you. You better clarify your screen. People twerk for E-Man. It's so amazing. E-Man, E-Man can say, it's so amazing that the sky's blue. 23 likes, 17 replies, bro. <laughs> this, you see what? This is a lie because you know how, you know how I know it's actually bad? People actually, you will, you will tweet that and people will call you Pastor Gabs. People would do that and be like, yeah, I would do that, yeah. I would tweet the same thing and people like, yeah, bro, I hear you, bro. I don't get as many likes and retweets as you. People will call you pastor and there's no pastor associated with what you do. It's not in your bio. It's not in anything. So that's a lie. But what I will say is that as it pertains to keeping it real, as 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 best as I can, as, as real as I can be, that's what I do. I'm all about transparency. I'm all about realness. So if anyone tries nonsense with me, as I said, I will block you or I'll confront you and tell you on a, on a public platform. At the same time, I keep it real. I, I talk about my Christian stuff. I do my banter stuff. And I think that's why, I, if anything, I think that's why people do respect me and what I've got to say is because I'm not trying to pretend to be anyone. And that's I don't, I'm, I'm not around, I'm not going around deleting tweets. You'll see what I've said and I'll say, if I've said, if I've done something wrong, I will apologize and say that I'm wrong. But you won't catch me hiding and ducking and diving like certain man would do and they'll be deleting their tweets and then be acting holier than thou. I don't do that. That's Trust my business. Me. And that's fake. That's fake and I'm sorry. That For is me, very true. I'm not saying that I'm better than you, but what I'm saying is I'm keeping my energy consistent. 100%. I'm keeping it real. If you see me offline, I'll do the same thing. I'll banter with you and I'll keep it real with you guys as well. But, and, but I do it on social media. I just feel like as Gabs always says, let your online persona match your offline persona. And that's the same for Christians. And I do also want to say to Christians that you don't have to perform for anyone. Who are you trying to impress? You're trying to impress people on the internet, people that you may never, ever even see in your lifetime. Why? Who are you trying to impress? I don't need to impress anybody. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. And I also want to say that in our little bubbles, Christian Twitter is not representative of Christianity around the world. Mm-hmm. Might I add? Okay, so you might be thinking, oh, this doctrine, people are receiving it. Bruv, by the time you get back into the real world and everyone is listening to you and they just f- throw you back into the dungeon again, then you will know yourself. So don't let, don't let Twitter mm. and whatever. Look, you can do your thing on Twitter, but at the end of the day, if you're not doing your thing outside, it's different. That's why influencers have a different kind of power because out there, they've got stuff going for them outside and they've got stuff going on for them online. Mm. And there's mm. influencers right. who might have, well, so-called influencers because they've got numbers online and they might have metrics online, but there are many that don't make money or don't have influence outside because all they know is to post videos, but they have no clout outside. Remember, even though we're in a, in a Pakuruma, remember <laughs> that the outside is still the real. People still need to spend their money. There's still a real mm. world going on. So for us as believers, don't get caught up in, you know, mm. focusing on your online personality. Oh, I'm this. I'm a, I have I social media ministries. I, I, think there's I think there's definitely one important thing that you said, yeah. And I think is the ability to be real. And I think that's so important. And it's it's definitely um, one thing that we definitely thrive on. Um, and one thing that we we try our, our best. I mean, it's the name of the podcast, 100%. isn't it? But I think it's, it's, it's so important to be real and show your personality. Like, I think we've definitely got the ability to to do up Christianity amazingly well. I'm even going to call it play church. We've got the ability to do that, but at the same time, we've also got the ability to actually laugh, banter, show our personality. And I think that's definitely important. And I think it's probably why our brands are, are where it's at right now and why it's continuing to grow. Right. Because we have the ability to engage with people on a wider audience. Mm. Um, and we've got that ability to actually be real. And I think it's important. And I think we definitely need to encourage listeners to actually feel free to show your personality mm. and obviously just relate with the people 
that you actually want within your circle. Some people might think, oh my gosh, how can you be laughing like this? Or, oh my gosh, how come you're funny? Or, oh my gosh, you're a Christian. You, sh- you shouldn't be telling jokes. Obviously, those people is clearly not your audience. Those people is clearly not your market because I'm sure there's people listening thinking, how can I show forth my personality without being judged? Or how can I show my personality and be a Christian at the same time? And I think this is definitely just a word of encouragement that you can actually be a Christian and still run jokes and still run banter or can can still talk about your your love for secular music or um, the social stuff and that sort of stuff. Like, Ema, you're, you're a perfect example where... <laughs> You're, you're a pastor, but at the same time, you still talk about social affairs. Mm-hmm. You still talk about everything under the sun. You're still talking about NSARS. You're still talking about um, everything, you know what I mean, that, yeah. that kind of happens. You're still talking about the economy, politics, but yet you're a pastor and you know the word more than so many other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, that's just obviously a testament to go, that goes to show that we don't need to play church to the extent that we feel like all we have to do is is tweet about God. Now, like you said earlier, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're somebody that wants to show personality, if you're somebody that wants to talk about, I don't know, Chip's latest album, if you're somebody that wants to talk about Meg Thee Stallion, if you're somebody that wants to talk about the latest gossip on, on social media, then by all means do it and do it with your chest without feeling like you have to put up a smoke screen in order to portray yourself as holy to Christians. Because at some point in time, either one, you're going you're, you're to get found out, or two, or two, your bottle is going to explode because you've been bottling things up for so long. Right. And at some point, you're just going to think, oh, I'm done with the faith because it doesn't allow me to be real. Or something mad's going to happen in, in your walk or in your life, and you're going to think, oh, I'm done with Christianity because it doesn't even allow me to be the person I want to be. And I think it's definitely important that, you know, especially for the young ones who who probably feel like all, they, all they've got to show is, is Christianity because, look, I've been there, innit? I've definitely been in that place where I'm like, when I was younger, where I'm like, rah, I kind of have to only show my love for for William McDowell or only right. show my love for Franklin. Right. And then that's all I'm talking about. And, oh, today I must think of a scripture to post on Twitter just to let people know that I'm a Christian or I must I must screenshot, I must screenshot the Bible that I'm currently reading mm-hmm. and then post it on my Instagram stories right. just to remind people that I'm a Christian, just right. to show people that I'm reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. But then at some point it's just like, rah, like, is that exactly who I am completely? Because that's not who I am in my entirety. Because there's there's more to me than than just that. There's the funny side. There's the there's the knowledgeable side. There's the there's the side that is interested in all these other things, not just you know the Bible and that sort of stuff. And plus, lastly, before because I know Aura's itching to add, um, I, I, def, I definitely what's even my point now? Yeah, I, mm, what's your point, Gabs? Think about it. It's coming. It's there. It's in the air. No, I've lost it. All right, go on. What are you saying? No, I actually had nothing to add. I was just agreeing and ad-libbing. I was putting my own ad-libs into what you were saying. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember what I was going to say. There was one more thing I was going to say. I can't ever remember. I can't ever remember. Um, but Iman, be you preparing your scripture? Unless um, got yeah, it. I'm prepared already. <laughs> I've been ready. <laughs> uh, is ready, bro. I'm ready. ready. Trust yeah, me. what's the scripture, bro? First John three eighteen. It says, "Let little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth." So, um, you know, it's pretty simple. As it's pretty, you know, simple. Like it's not just loving with words oh i love you my brother i love you my sister but when it comes down to it you don't act like it the apostle john is literally saying here look let your words match your actions if you truly love love someone then let it reflect in your actions towards them you know like you know cut the shade cut the disrespect cut the dishonor but also not just in a bad context in in context of what we're talking about today social media christians look you're not just a a christian for social media this is your life you are a new creation you are a a a child of god you're a son and, and daughter of the most high god and so there's a way that you ought to behave or live out, should I say, not just behave, because it's not just behavior management, but the true essence of who you are has now changed. So bun, you know, acting up on social media, you know, to um, to be perceived a certain way, this is your reality, whether you're on social media or, or off it. So be encouraged and let that take a huge burden off your shoulder that you don't have to perform for anybody. And my final point is death to performance Christianity. <laughs> death to performance yeah. Christianity. 
Amen. Madam Orek. Amen. <laughs> Let's just be our authentic selves and, you know, yeah, like, I, like I always like to say, I will come on here and I will tell on myself, I will never come on here and say I didn't do something if I did it because someone's going to find me out and then I'll just be looking and it's going to be embarrassing. So you already know that with me, what what I'm saying is what I'm going to be on, on the streets if you catch me. So... Yeah. Yeah. Catch Aura on the street. Trust line, and we know, we we already know Aura's about this life. So, yeah, when, when she said streets, listen to what she asked. Like, the thing is, people think I'm like, I really don't. And that's <laughs> from the Dunya. I said it. I don't fight. I'm from Essex, please. I don't from fight. The dunya. <laughs> Trust me. I hear that still. Own it, Ori. Own it. You from the streets, man. The streets. I'm not from any street because when when my my husband listens to this, he's just gonna cuss me. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. Um. Yeah, that's what I remember. I was gonna say. Now I remember. What I was gonna say quickly. I think it's definitely important that we we do remember that there is life outside of Christ of Christian Twitter. And we definitely do need to reach a wider audience. Um, obviously, we know the Great Commission. We definitely do need to go out there and, and actually have an influence of those people out in the world, which is why I don't necessarily think it's, it's a great thing for us to hold ourselves within Christian Twitter or to keep ourselves amongst the, the circle. I even tweeted today that Christian Twitter is such a small circle, but we definitely do need to have impact on those out there. And I definitely do appreciate and respect the Christians that are able to take the faith out into the world and influence those out there, yeah. influence the people that are not exactly Christians, influence the people that once were saved but are working on their salvation with fear and trembling, people that are, are, are stationary within their faith, people that are not exactly progressive within their faith because I do feel like there's, there's a lot of people within that circle or black Twitter, we can call it. There's a lot of people within that circle who may have grew up as Christians but have, have lost their way um, along the way and I think we definitely do need to be able to reach that generation, be it, not generation, that 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 demographic of people. Right. Um, I think, and I think it's definitely important that there are there are people, you know, like ourselves that you know are, are trying to do that, and and God has given the grace to do that. Don't get me wrong; there are people that were called. This is my opinion. There are people that are called just to preach in the church. There are people that are called just to teach Christians. There are also, I think, people that need to take it outside of the faith and actually go into the world and be able to, to make an impact. I mean, if we all can go and do that, then amazing. I mean, if we all can, if we all have the ability to be able to relate with those that are lost, be able to relate with those that are stagnant and yet have an impact on them, ultimately we'll be able to make progress and the faith and the, the community, the Christian community will expand, Christian Twitter will expand and we'll all grow and we'll obviously all be happy. I mean, I definitely think it's important to, to, to reach a wider audience, to reach the lost rather than keeping the faith boxed up within our community or, or preaching to other Christians. I'm not saying edifying is not good because edification is definitely important. Yeah. But at the same time, we also do need to reach um, our, 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 uh, the, those that are lost and expand our community so that, you know, we are actually fulfilling that great commission. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and on that, we're signing out. Thanks for listening, guys. Really do appreciate your time as always. Love it. See ya. Take care.